0: This is Self-Help with Tatiana Lucia, your self-help expat, talking about the pillars of well-being, providing you with insights and wisdom to navigate the human experience with authenticity and ease. Welcome, sweet loves, to this episode where we are joined by Sarah Warner, a wonderful, wise, incredible, inspiring woman who I love dearly and with all my heart. She is a women's work facilitator, a priestess, a teacher, an artist, a guide, a model, and such an incredible multidimensional being. Her mission in this world is really to awaken the true power within the feminine spirit and really touches the heart of so many people. Her and I have worked together. We've created spaces together and she really interweaves so many different modalities, so many different themes in her work to create online containers, ceremonies and lots and lots of other beautiful offerings. And I have just been inspired by her over and over again through our friendship. And I'm just so grateful that she is here with us today. So we'll be diving into Sarah's world. We'll be diving into the social self, the sexual self, speaking a lot about polarity, relationships, duality in the world, and lots more wonderful things. So thank you for being here, Sarah. It is such a gift to be in this space with you. And welcome to this podcast
1: <laughs> thank you darling i'm so happy to be here and thanks for such a rich
0: um, announcement um, of course it's such a gift to introduce you there's so many more things i feel like i could say but i would love for you to just speak a little bit about yourself so our listeners some of them may know you and some may not so maybe you could share a little more about who you are your mission in the world and what brought you onto this incredible path that you're walking at the moment
1: yeah, so I'm from a wonderful family in the north of Holland. That's where where I grew up, and I grew up in a family with um, psychologists. I'm really based in um, from an atheist family. My my parents worked a lot with trauma with psychology, so I really grew up with a big interest in people and people's behavior and people's dynamics, um, and. I'm very very grateful for that because I, I still work with my mother actually now so i've just been very lucky to have those those parents in that, in that dynamic um and so fast forward when i was 17 started traveling as an international model and i travel all over that i was a very restless and curious searching spirit um and i traveled for many 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 years um and with a big interest in the why of life and the divine and the spiritual part of life that I had kind of missed in my upbringing, but I always felt really connected to. Um, and then through some bigger life events um, amongst which was um, disembodiment and, and bodily trauma from, from modeling, I started to venture into the, the feminine path, the true feminine you know, not the beautiful feminine that we're taught, what was important was like the, the model world, but the actual the deep feminine. Um, and that path just started to open up for me. I think I was really guided in, in my journey, my shamanic journey. And so it kind of all came together kind of near the end of my twenties. Uh, I was still working as a model at the time and as an art and artist, so I've always been very creative. And um yeah, I started to Starts so all come together. So, the psychological realm of my parents started to come together with the bodily work, somatic work, the embodiment, and also the spiritual layers of the more shamanic and the divine feminine principles um, that I started to work with. And then, that with my creativity, just started to birth this work that I'm doing now. And it's hard to put just one label on it because that is feminine shamanism. It's ever changing and it's not very bound to any identity um but that's been my journey and um, yeah my medicine is my my journey that i share with with the women that i that i work with mostly women um yeah now i offer four yearly retreats i work one-on-one and then i host a lot of circles as well in the online community so um yeah that's been kind of my my path in in a nutshell Beautiful. Thank,
0: Thank you me. for sharing. And I can really highly recommend all of Sarah's spaces. I have yet to attend one of your beautiful retreats. Mm-hmm. I know her online group offering Haseya is an amazing community of women. And mm-hmm. I'll be sharing Sarah's Instagram, her website, and all her contact details in the show notes so that you can explore her work and reach out to her and potentially work with her in the future or attend one of her beautiful spaces that she creates as her work is just so embodied. There's few people I've met in this field of work who really truly embody their work in the way that you do. And I really honor that in you. And it's it's so deeply inspiring mm-hmm. to really see yourself putting into action and embodying mm-hmm. all the things that you teach and actually walking your talk because I feel like a lot in this world of spirituality We can see people who preach, but who don't actually practice what they preach. So it's beautiful to have you in my life as an inspiration. And I know you really touch the lives of so many, especially in the work that you do with polarity and working with these dualities and these energies. So I would love for you to touch a little bit more on what polarity is and what kind of the basics of this principle is, what these energies are, what they represent for those who are listening who have no idea what polarity work means or embodies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. <clears throat> so I need to make a little story out of that. because polarity, um, you know, is often to tantra, and it's it's not such an easy thing to explain. It's 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 not something you just learn in a weekend about polarity or about tantra. There's it's it's a longer journey, right? So I really appreciate that you you offer that my work is in integrity and embodied and. Um, this is it's super important for me. And we're never 100% embodied. It's not like every, every session I feel like a blazing goddess. You know. It's just about bringing in the truth of your story and bringing the truth of who you are into, into your work. And what I really feel is that you, otherwise you, might, not, you may just, might as well not do it. Because if it's not embodied, if it's not in alignment with your soul, there's no real teaching. You're just working from the egoic mind. So it will never actually satisfy your soul nor actually truly evolve you, right? That's really how I channeled it or how I've seen it. So that's why the importance of it. And also, you know, one of my favorite um, artists, Patty Smith, she always says like, build a good name and let let that be its currency. And, you know, I'm not a master in marketing. But I'm a master in my community and creating that. And I know that the women that work with me, um, I work, I, I, I offer what I do from a vulnerable, honest space. And it's a very loyal community with women that keep on coming back. And that is my currency. That's something I'm, I really value, you know, address that. All the other stuff just dances around. That's the, the base of it. That's why my, my work is community-based. It's sisterhood-based. And so, yeah, coming back to, to polarity, is that when I teach polarity, I always start with um, that you don't just teach polarity. So polarity is one of the three main pillars of a sexual intimate, sacred relationship. So it's one of the pillars that I work with the other two pillars are intimacy so emotional intimacy and then there's another one called generosity or um attunement to each other's nervous system so these are the let's say the three main pillars for a blossoming healthy relationship right so without the two other pillars polarity is uh toxic so the other two are not about polarity. Polarity maybe is a third of the relationship. You can't always be in a polarized relationship. It's, it's finessed for the nervous system. So you need one, emotional safety. So it means there's not a lot of difference. It's not about masculine and feminine. It's just about being there, being well, being truthful in your expression, showing your heart. Um, that, that's the base. You know, it's very basic. Intimacy less space between you two that's also what it stands for right? that, that's that's the base i was I would say that's a pizza base a dough then you you can throw on your ingredients with polarity, without the base, it is not sustainable mm. without polarity, it's pretty dry yeah <laughs> people always get the pizza like example so uh, and then the, the third one is a bit more uh, refined, is generosity or attunement to each other's nervous system. It just means that that you attuned to the other. So, you know, you don't have an intimate or deep conversation when someone has a busy day at work. Um, you know, it might be that, hey, let's, let's check in with each other tonight because it's a better time. Mm-hmm. It could be, oh, I know that's triggering for my partner, so let's not go into that now. Or maybe I have to be a bit more gentle on this topic. Or maybe um, I just need to take some deep breaths with my partner together. We need to hold each other first before we go into conversation. Um, And there's a generosity aspect there as well. So it means that love is generous and love is not a give and take. It means often we need to take the first step to, to... to step out of a, a fight or you know that you're both tired, like so love is generous, love takes the first step. Not always the first step. <laughs> there also need balance. So but I just need to touch on this before we go into polarity. Yeah. So the, the attunement to generosity and the, the the emotional intimacy. I would say that's first. And often when the relationship isn't spicy or the sex life isn't what we want or we've lost a bit of pride, we go straight into polarity but actually there should be emotional expression of things that you haven't expressed or things you haven't forgiven and and you know every time we don't it builds a building block in a relationship and it builds walls between two people and that's just about you know being able to hold each other and to be in an open heart so Often we go too quickly to polarity while well, actually the foundations are askew. Okay, so now going to polarity, I need to touch on that. So how I've channeled it, because I work a lot with, with with medicine, and I this is the messages I got from uh from <laughs> from up there. <laughs> it's just that um when we are born into this this world, we we, we choose masculine or more feminine energy. So often we're, we're, we're born with both of these energetics within our system. Yes, yeah, so everybody has them. We always have to address that, you know, um, no matter your sexual preference or matter your gender. So you are born with a natural masculine and feminine balance in your life. So it might be that you're born with a 75% feminine energy and 25% it's you're pretty feminine (laughs) i'm like 80% feminine so that's what we're born into right we're born into like that um then when we from that balance we attract a partner yes and from the the balance we attract a partner and there's attraction between two partners because there's a difference between their masculine and feminine energy it means that the, the one, you know, when you're a very feminine partner, you will be attracted to a very masculine men. It's kind of you, it, it's almost like you are attracted to the same balance flipped around. It's something like that. So there is, there is, it's like, it's like two magnets, really. It's two magnets, or it's like a, a magnetism, right? Poles, two poles, polarity. Then that's what creates the attraction in the relationship. It is different from, Eroticism, because eroticism is built on the mystery, on the not knowing. So eroticism fades over time. But that's why, in the beginning, you're like, you know, when that fades, you can still work with polarity. So it doesn't matter if you're 17 years together or 37 years together. If you work with polarity, you can learn to tune up the volume of your masculine or feminine energy and thus create the attraction again. It's little twitches. Hence why I love working with polarity so much. And the last note I want to say about that is that because we live in a world mm, where the masculine and feminine energies are so quite far away from their divine essence, we tend to adjust our masculine and feminine energy, masculine and feminine balance, into something askew, that isn't really us. So for instance, I became much more masculine as like a very really strong like feminist kind of energy that I adopted that wasn't fully me, hence uh, attracting much more feminine men. So that means we're in like a toxic polarity. So we start to attract from a place that isn't really us. Yes? So when you start to do this work of coming back into your natural balance, you'll start to attract Um, people that are good for you and actually a natural a good balance with with your energy that's a long story short story is polarity what people answer is the is the magnetism the attraction between the masculine and feminine pole between two people beautiful
0: and how does that show up in i know you were mentioning briefly this dynamic that we see this magnetism that we have i know i Kind of in the opposite to you, I think. For a long time, I was stuck in my feminine, and I really struggled to access my masculine. So, as a result, because I by by default I am quite feminine in my in my essence. So, my whole life I was always attracting these hypermasculine men, but it was actually oftentimes from an unhealthy place because we were both in our wounded kind of expression of that Mm. energy Mm. and now over time the more I started into weaving polarity work and the more I started integrating the masculine essence into my life in a healthy way and healing some of the wounds I had around my feminine I've still attracted more masculine men but more healthy expressions of that and I've really seen how that shifted in my relationships too and how it's changed Mm. the relational dynamics that I have with people but I'm curious to hear from your perspective, how does this polarity show up in our relationship? What are some examples of that? How does it influence the relationship that we have in healthy and then also in unhealthy ways, just so people can kind of start to feel into the expressions of polarity and how it ripples out into our relational dynamics?
1: Yeah, beautiful question, for sure. So let's take you as an example first. So you have more of a tendency to go into, like, this kind of light feminine, this, like, this really, like, you know, gentle, giving, maybe empathetic kind of feminine. It's a bit the nice girl kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, great, right, beautiful. So that will often attract a man who's very masculine, but maybe not so connected to his softer side and to his, his heart. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, because you're. It's often because we're lacking that part in ourselves. So it could be that that's a dynamic. So, so it's the same for me. Like I would, I would, I was like the emotionally not so available. I can do it all by myself, woman, and I would attract men who like. I mean, I've 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 gone down different routes. So. I'm like yeah. I, I it's me I'm, I'm like head first I, I explore things mostly it's been that yeah so so it could be that I would attract somebody that's yeah more, more feminine, you know more softer man um but that lacks a bit of fucking like backbone that kind mm-hmm. of glamour, like Rrr, like that 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 whole masculine, and that's also a result of what you see in our culture a lot is like Almost this on one side is very gentle, soft, kind of spineless, masculine, kind of like the typical spiritual guy. You know, I'm a, I don't, I'm a spiritual woman, no judgment, but just just to give you an archetype, you know, <laughs> uh, love and light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's one side, and often, often a lot of men in our society are. Associated like the dark mask and with the negative force, so dominating over greedy objectifying the feminist masochistic kind of energy. But by secluding that out of their lives, actually suppressing a part of themselves, which is the part that will fight to, to protect you, that is the part that does want to throw you onto the bat when you're making a fuss about nothing. The part of you, the part of him that does that, you know, no, baby, we're not doing it like that we like that part of the man, too. So it's like, you know, we might disown that part of himself. But if that part, that part, that kind of warrior part comes on board uh, without the integrated heart, what you were attracted to in some way, then it becomes toxic. And let's just turn it around for men as well. So I know there's men listening, too. It's like, if you know, there might be some men who are attracted to very chaotic, um, kind of like, manipulative uh, toxic very expressive women like a tornado or like a beautiful mess and and there's attraction because it's energy and the feminine is energy which is attractive but it's also toxic it's not in balance with her heart it's not in balance with her inner masculine so often it's because he hasn't integrated that feeling part of himself yet right or you're attracted to very, 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 very soft uh, feminine who don't challenge you because you don't want to be fully seen there. You don't want to step into your true manhood. So there's all kinds of ways in how this plays out in our society. And everyone is affected by it in some way. That's why I love working with it because it's the root issue of it all. We see it in how we treat nature, which is the feminine. We see it in our geopolitics men disconnected from their heart, but also disconnected from their true warrior. Um, So it's, you know, it's a lot of uninitiated men Mm -hmm. and not heart-centered women as well. Yeah. Um, So it plays out in all sorts of uh, wounded dynamics, for sure. I mean, there's this whole epidemic of narcissism, like who doesn't know a woman who's been abused by a narcissistic relationship it is almost normal now. Yeah, or of power, you know. And um, so it's big, you know, there's this crooked polarity is, is um, very present in our in the modern day. world.
0: I really love that. And I love how you speak about the way that we can look at polarity on the micro like individual level. Mm -hmm. But then also actually starting to look at how this polarity work ripples out and how it can be applied to the macro level of society and the world. Mm -hmm. And I would love to actually speak a little bit more about that. How do you see that showing up right now in our current global climate and in the societies that you move in? How is that? What if if you looked at it through a polarity lens, what would your kind Mm -hmm. of evaluation be there? I'm very curious.
1: That's a really beautiful question, actually. You mean in the greater world? Mm. Mm. Yeah. What I'm seeing is a lot of women going into the masculine role. And we're really good at that in general as women. We're very good at shape-shifting. And it's because of safety. If we, If we... You know, if you're ever around a really safe man who's, like, breathing deeply, like, envelopes you with consciousness, and you're just like, blah, you will You will melt within a sec. You become, like, giggly, and you're just like, what's happening? It's it's because his masculine's bigger than yours, and it will also, it's just, it's physics. It's you will instantly, you will feel it. And because we don't feel that safety net around us, and there's so many, you know, uninitiated men into what a true masculine is in this time. And I get it's confusing because we've, we've taken the throne of many of them where we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, then we step into that masculine role. It's, it's a survival mechanism that I see a lot. It's, and it's, and it's, it's a, our womb doesn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Our heart doesn't feel safe. So, and it isn't safe in the world because the feminine isn't put as the center of protection which should be, we repair the wound of life and so and thus we step into this masculine energy to be safe and to survive i see that so many times and you know, at some point it becomes too much we burn out or we're like i'm actually not that attracted to my partner. <laughs> i'm attracting partners that are best friends that are or they're really toxic that aren't really mean. so Till it becomes too much and we often then start to change and adjust something um, because something doesn't feel right. Because how we've programmed to adopt this masculine energy or this hyper-feminist energy or this survival energy isn't our true essence because it doesn't align with our, with our feminine and our feminine way of creation. So that's one thing that I see happen a lot. And of course, I'm a woman and I look at it from this side. And I, see, I just think that a lot of men are... There's there's some feeling of being lost in, like what is real manhood and you know I saw this war movie a couple days ago it was not a great movie it was Napoleon I, I wouldn't recommend it but I went there I went there and I'm just I'm too sensitive for that stuff but anyway I went there and there's war and like and these men they're like I'm like wow they just that was that was normal like they 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 would go to war and they would and they would run into their own death. Death. It's 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 of course of course they have thousands and thousands of but they're behind on emotional openness because of what they had to do for us. I, I yeah. get it, that's hard. But there's also this essence of like that was their this 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 warrior like this is what you do as a man. And I think that I'm not saying that should happen. I'm not for any war. war violence. But it's like, what's the new masculine? What's that real power of the new masculine? Who doesn't just overwork and push and success, but who really births this leadership from from his heart in an integrated feminine, but also in his warrior So I feel like the whole world is birthing into this initiation of of men. <laughs> so, so what I'm feeling is that this is something I've been thinking about a lot that I think is not, that I don't I'm careful with is that when you start to look at your relationship or or your relationships or you start to work with polarity, you start to deepen your feminine or um, deepen your masculine, always do it from a place of union. So never work just on your masculine or on your feminine. And that makes us strong. And I think it's really, really important to address that. It's, it's first, it's your inner room. That you're f- fully whole inside. Fully whole. Fully, fully, fully. Like fully sovereign. Full whole. You have a full masculine and you have a full feminine. So I call it your inner king. Your inner queen. And at my retreats, I even work with a sword and his roses. <laughs> and, it's, and it's, you know, I like stuff like that. But it's like, uh, it's really the sharpness of your inner sword that holds and protects you, the sword of truth, right? Of awareness. And then there's a the rose, the ever-blossoming feminine, the ever-blossoming changing rose who feels it all and who just, just creates and is sexual, and like, so I always start with it's in a union first. What is your king? What is your feminine? You know, even a lot of my teachers, only you go to the retreat and you're only in the feminine. They're only, you know, and I'm just like, I don't do that in my retreats. I sometimes let the women be in the masculine. I don't don't think that's wrong. I think it's good to 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 hold them both. It's just that you have to decide in relationship which pole you need to be. But but I think it's good to train them both, not to harden ourselves again, but to strengthen ourselves. So it's always about inner union first, always. And then you can attract a partner who will deepen you in the outer. But it's you first or God first or the divine first. If you believe in that, And then it's the external. And I just want to address that because I don't think it's addressed enough in the polarity world and so easy to forget and to externalize wanting more of the masculine or
0: feminine instead of looking inwards. I really love that. I really resonate with so much of that and and really stepping into a place of acknowledging that we, and I saw this in myself, my last uh, partner that I was with, we actually met in a training a few years ago in the UK and it was a training all about like tantra and polarity and all of these things and I'd gone on this big process of healing my own inner masculine and really coming into a place of this inner union and seeing all of these different polarities and all of these different energies and seeing how they find their home within myself in different ways in different situations how different energies are serving me how I show up In a way that was really coming from a place of truth and not of wounding. And I met this man who was just the complete mirror of that in himself. And he was so masculine and strong. And it was that thing that you kind of said where when you're around that person, I remember I would look at him across the room and I had this feeling of, oh my gosh, we could be in a burning building. And if I just look at you across the room, I know I'm going to be okay. And my nervous system would just melt when I was around him because I felt so safe and so hell, and not because he was in his ego or because he had a lot of power or a lot of money or whatever. It was just who he was. And it was so beautiful to see how through all of the relationships I'd gone through before mm-hmm. and all of the like deep processes that I'd gone through and experiences that I've had, I was able to catalyze all of that into this place of inner union. And it's from that moment forward. Everyone that I've kind of come into relational dynamic with since then, I remind myself to come back to this place of inner union first, because it's from that place that I can really feel how I feel around this person yes. and the idea of who they are and what they represent and their job and their status or whatever it is. But actually coming into a place of How do I feel around them? Do I feel safe? Do I feel held? Do I feel supported? Mm -hmm. Do they inspire me to be who I am? Do they bring out the beautiful parts of myself, but also hold the messy, the unpredictable, the emotional, all of these things. And I think it's really beautiful that you remind people to come back to this place of inner union first, because it's from the relationship with self that we build up the relationships we have with the other. And that speaks to all of our relationships. So I really love that. And I would love for you to share, I guess, how you see us as humans on an individual level, mm-hmm. healing some of these polarity wounds that we have. I think a lot of people will probably be listening to us speaking and mm-hmm. be thinking, I really recognize that in myself. or Oh my gosh, I've done that. Or I've been in that relationship. How do we as humans come back into a more authentic state of being to create more flow and actually step into healthier relational dynamics and meet people that can really meet us where we are? Is there any, I know that you obviously can spend probably the next 10 years speaking about all the things, but I guess what have been your kind of favorite bite-sized tools or practices that have helped you to reflect and heal those parts of yourself?
1: Yes, yes. First thing that just came up when you were speaking was that in order to live your truth, you have to almost be willing to lose everything. And that means that you. I've, I've really noticed that. Like the, mo- the moment where I'm like, I'm also okay without this person. It, it, it's not that I want to leave, but really I'm, 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 whole, I'm happy in myself. In that moment, I can really speak from truth and not from codependency because there's no fear behind what I'm saying. And then I know I'm in my power. Then I know my oracle that we all have, especially as women, can flow. So you have to, re- in order to live an authentic life, which means a life of your heart and of your soul, which is why we're here, you need to be willing to, to lose. Just a willingness to lose, to, to live your truth. And I really believe that if you if you stand in that, you're guided and if you do lose things and they're not an alignment for you, right? It's a brave stance, but it's so liberating, right? So that's kind of what I want to open up with. And then there may be then investigate, what is that thing you think that if I, that's the thing where I would feel the most, that one thing and there's two things in relationship. If I would have zero romantic relationships in my life, zero, so that doesn't mean any chatting or nothing, no partner, where would you feel the greatest void? So, you know, it, for me, that would be like yeah, it's, it's touch. Right, yeah, that's beautiful longing. I mean, no, that's fine. Um, a sense of not feeling alone on my spiritual path. That's a shadow. It's my own shit. Right, so investigate that, because then it comes to the root of healing this, which is your inner child, and that's why I always work with psychology. So even before emotional intimacy, I go all the way to the inner child, right I work with the whole range, all the way to the multi dimensional, because that's where we need to heal it. Also mm-hmm. your polarity wounds. your polarity wounds are connected to where the, the, the reflection you've had as, as parents. The primary caregivers or maybe school, when you're in school. Um, and um, the, the wounds you've adopted from that where you weren't loved or, or your needs weren't met, you will, you will attract those in relationships. So to heal the polarity wounds first, it's very basic. During a child work, we need to keep on doing that till, till the day we die, <laughs> probably then again. So that's the first. It's very grounded work. And then from that, I would say to learn about masculine and feminine energy, just get curious. Listen to this podcast. I, you know, read about it. There's great books of podcasts. You can even go on the internet and find. Just feel what is real femininity to me? What is real masculine? Like get curious about that. Rebuild that construct. Question it all. Throw it out the windows. <laughs> Question it all and face it together in a way that feels, feels really good for you. That's a, a, a journey everyone needs to, I think, go on in this mm-hmm. lifetime. Then what often will happen is a man would want to go into deepening of his masculine, maybe also his feminine heart, the heart is feminine, and a woman will want to deepen into your feminine path as well. So speaking from the feminine path, what you could do—I'm just going to give you like maybe four tips. I think that's like a, okay. So to, to deepen your feminine, get in touch with your cycle. So simple. You're birth control. I would advise you to not anymore. Find maybe a different way. Um, it's it's when we because it's really the feminine is about the descend. Descent from the heart to the heart to the womb to the earth and the masculine is about the ascent, right, Ascending to consciousness so if we are not connected to the center of a woman which is our cervix, we are not grounded, we're not connected to our inner shaman, um, our or inner intuition, our inner feminine nature, so the, the basic is that, so I would say that's a, one of the first tips, to connect to your blood to your cycle the seasons you go through simple but profound
0: oh it's so <laughs> I see it with myself I went off birth control almost six seven years ago now and everything has shifted and my connection to my body my yeah. intuition really seeing myself moving through these different states of being and seasons throughout each month is crazy and even yesterday I messaged a friend and I've just like you open up a a channel or a portal into your intuition where like my dreams are very often our premonitions and I can drop into people's energies and know what is happening in their world and I just sense things on such a deep level and I speak to so many women who go off birth control and they say within the first year this deeper connection to to their oracle really comes back and this ability to see the unseen and to sense that which cannot be felt tangibly and it's such a gift because you realize that we hold this immense power but through Mm. connecting from our wombs through these things that we put into our bodies a lot of the time we're also allowing that power to be taken away and then often we try and find that power outside of ourselves within people within relationships but actually coming back to that is such a big step and I'm so happy you brought that up because yes. it really does change your life massively
1: it does I and mean, I used to be like oh I have a but I, I didn't get my period because I had this mm. so, yeah. spiral yeah, yeah that thing like years and I was like this is great and I look back I'm like oh my gosh that was absurd I was so disconnected from my channel from from my feminine, and it's indoctrinated. It's indoctrinated that that is normal. It is not normal. Yeah, not normal. And it's on purpose. It's, it keeps us away from our power. We are channels. We're naturally gifted. A lot of women are, are very gifted, very connected to the unseen. I don't believe those gifts in me would have opened about still be, you know, pushing my belly and my womb into skinny jeans and... um overworking myself every day and being on birth control i don't i don't believe that. Yeah. no judgment i'm just I'm just speaking from experience yeah um so that's number one um number two i would say um find a devotional practice in some some way <laughs> and that's not yoga well yoga can be part of it but in some way to connect to your heart to connect to spirit to connect to your womb it can be through dance. Can be through prayer. Um, find some way because we're naturally gifted there. So, I leave that up to anybody to find their ways. <laughs> uh, find a devotional practice. Um, third, embodiment. Without embodiment, it, it means to 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 live from the truth of our body, but also process all of our feelings through our body and not through our mind. And that's why a huge part of my work is embodiment. So I don't just work with the mind. It's actually integrating new truths in the body, through the body, but also releasing emotion through the body. And this can be through embodiment breath breathwork, through dance. It's just finding... How I do it is just creates containers like half an hour, an hour, where you get to be all of you, all of your raw, all of your sh- tears, all of your rage, everything. That's the feminine. And let her have her way. Let the goddess move through you. Have spaces to do that. If you're new to that, it can be quite new. So maybe you come to one of my circles, and you you feel what what it's like, or you work one on one till you, you till you can do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to process through the mind. Like I look back on my life, I'm like, how did I live? How did I live without knowing how to really process big emotions? So the third, I would say, embodiment, and the last one is sisterhood. We're not made to do it alone. We're made to sit in covens and circles where we reflect each other um, and, and really experience the healthy feminine in other women and in groups. And so you will start to activate that in your nervous system and then carry that out into the world. The sister who can mirror you like, no, nothing else. It is essential. Um, yeah. and this is a big part of why I offer that, that part. Um, so that's for sort the of feminine. I'm a little bit less known for the masculine, um, but definitely also brotherhood. There's amazing brotherhoods popping up in mm-hmm. the world. Um, I can give you some links as well for the show notes. Like there's an amazing man where you learn to connect your masculinity, but also really your heart, right? To have these, I would say, find your purpose, something to really focus on in life, which is really, really important um other than women. <laughs> and um learn to learn to cultivate your sexual energy. I think that's a really, really big one for, for men. So um no porn. Um learn to really channel your sexual potency. You know, work with a man who can teach you how to do that. It makes you so powerful. It's your biggest energy. Right. Um and, and physical challenge, find something that you know where you can find where in your body, in your rawness, you can express, you can be, be wild, um, you know, can even be going into nature, into the wild, and just really anchoring um yeah, that, that part of, of your of your masculine meditation's
0: also great for masculine. Mm-hmm. So just some some things you can use. Beautiful. Thank you, love. I really appreciate that, and I think that's slowly closes off this beautiful episode with some really practical, tangible tips. and I will be adding all of the links and things to the show notes for containers and resources that you might find supportive that Sarah will forward on to me so that we can share those with you and I guess so a seed for the start of this journey for those who have not started their journey into polarity and self-exploration just yet so thank you for sharing that love is there anything you'd like to add um, anything else you'd like to share before we close off with our final podcast question what I want to say is that it's
1: all in you and it's all completely natural mm. there's nothing to gain there's only to remember and I really really believe that it's it's a path of remembrance so you have all the juice, all the medicine, all of these balances, all of these energies, masculine, and feminine, your inner fullness, your soul, your heart, your love, your light, it is all there. We've just forgotten. So it's a remembrance and it's not a new learning. So trust whatever feels really good for you in your heart because that is, that is the way. And mm-hmm. the way is through the heart. And it sounds so simple but it's, it's so profound to follow the path of the heart. Um, feminine expression through the heart, masculine warrior leadership through the heart, communication through the heart, working from the heart, because this is, this is where we connect to the universe, where we're carried, and where, where we really are connected to oneness and to the path of love and where we are guided. So it sounds simple, but it's so the essence of it all and so important to keep guiding um, us back to the center of love, which is who we are as, as human beings.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. That really resonated in my heart. And thank you for that beautiful reminder to just remember and to not seek so much outside of ourselves, but actually start to look within. So with the guest speaker episodes of this podcast, we always close off with a final question Mm -hmm. that was left for you by the last guest speaker that I recorded with. And you will then be leaving a secret question for the next guest speaker with me after the episode is done. And the question that was left for you today was, when do you feel the most emotionally connected to yourself?
1: I feel the most emotionally connected to myself when I'm strong with my mask and within, so I can hold it all in my own safe space. And I just allow the, the goddess, the feminine, to express however she fucking wants to, needs to flow, be it so soft or so drooling fierce, and I allow that to happen, and I don't block that from happening. That's when I feel the most emotionally connected to myself. And I share that truth. I, I, I let that truth ripple through me and out to my work and to my beloved and the whole world really.
0: Thank you that was beautiful thank you for being here with us today love it was such a gift to have you in this space sharing all of your beautiful wisdom I know I'm leaving this episode today feeling really inspired and having small reminders of things that really help to bring us back to ourselves so thank you for being here thank you for sharing your wisdom with the listeners i will be sharing sarah's instagram her website links to her community and lots more in the show notes for anyone who wants to connect with her if anyone has had any insights in this episode that they want to share with us please reach out we love hearing from you sure we're here i am so grateful to have had you here today love thank you for your time your wisdom your energy
1: so welcome it's been such a pleasure in such a beautiful flow and i just want to say um i'm so grateful for for your work but also having met you in such a like positive flower <laughs> of so much wisdom and so much joy and so much depth and i'm so also impressed by um your age and how deep and strong you are um even for if you'd be 10 years older but it's like i'm I'm really impressed by the force you have and the depth that you have Um, and it's been just such an incredibly positive beautiful experience to have you in my life and I'm, i'm deeply grateful and we get to create magic
0: thank you for listening i am so grateful for this wonderful community Every week, you are able to step into growth and deeper self-connection with another episode of the Self-Health Podcast. If this episode inspired you, subscribe to or follow the podcast, leave a like or a review, and most importantly, share it with someone you love. Let this be a reminder that through sharing your growth and inspiration with the people around you, you are catalyzing change in the world that surrounds you. If you would like to find out more about working with me or would like to share any thoughts or insights you had from this episode, head to my website www.tatiana-lucia.com Have a gentle day, sweet loves. I hope you carve out time to prioritize your self-help.